When we hear worship, we might think of a crowd with hands raised singing. But worship in the Bible is a rich tapestry that goes beyond music. In this special talk, we'll dive into the true essence of worship as the Bible depicts it. We're about to challenge and change how you engage with God. The journey we'll take today aims to enrich your worship, making it an everyday experience, not just a Sunday routine. We'll look at how worship manifests in various forms in the scriptures, through prayer, acts of kindness, and sharing your personal God journey. You'll understand the subtle differences between praising God, thanking Him, and lifting Him high above all. We'll focus on the object of our adoration, the triune God exploring why He and He alone deserves our full reverence. Drawing from the Bible, I'll share key practices to nurture worship every day while steering clear of empty gestures. We'll get into the why of worship, how it stems from our bond with Jesus and acts as a catalyst for our spiritual evolution and the transformative life God has in store for us. My hope is to broaden and refresh your perspective of worship, guided by the Bible's wisdom. You'll walk away with hands-on strategies to deepen your personal worship and enhance your contribution to collective praise. Be prepared to reawaken your sense of wonder, joy, and thankfulness in worship as we ponder the infinite majesty of God unveiled in Christ and His Word. Let's embark on a pursuit of a life that truly honors God in every single moment. I'm thrilled to explore the breadth of worship described in the Bible with you, so grab your Bible and let's passionately seek the heart of worship together. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of Scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God Chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Evans, eager to pursue the heart of God and worship with you today. Let's discover what it really means to be true worshipers through examining Scripture. We first need a working definition of worship. The essence of worship is revering, honoring, and glorifying God with our entire being in response to who He is and what He's done. Worship flows from recognizing God's supreme worth and glory. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 urges us to offer our whole lives as spiritual worship to God. Unlike praise focused on God's deeds, worship centers on surrender and devotion to God Himself. Jesus exemplified this in Luke chapter 22 verse 42 praying in the garden, Not my will, but yours be done. Now let's look closely at these scriptures. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The Apostle Paul in this verse is not merely suggesting a passive form of worship, but rather an active life-encompassing form. The Greek word translated as service here is latreia, which can also be interpreted as worship or ministry. The idea is that worship is not confined to a certain time or place, but is lived out in the everyday offering of one's life in service to God. This living sacrifice is considered holy and acceptable, indicating a purity of intention and a desire to be pleasing to God, which aligns with the core principle of worship. Luke chapter 22, verse 42 recounts Jesus' prayer, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. 
Here, worship is embodied in submission and surrender. Jesus, facing the imminent horror of crucifixion, still places the Father's will above his own human desire. This act is the ultimate expression of worship, one of obedience and a relinquishment of personal preference for divine direction. This submission to God's will is central to the essence of worship, illustrating that worship involves trust and deference to God's sovereignty. The Hebrew word often translated as worship in the Old Testament is shacha, meaning to bow down or prostrate oneself. It conveys the sense of acknowledging the greatness of God and diminishing oneself before Him in respect and honor. Worship, therefore, has a physicality to it in its original context, representing the internal attitude of reverence through an external posture of humility. In the New Testament, the Greek term proskuneo is often translated as worship, which also means to fall prostrate before or to kiss towards. It suggests not only reverence, but also an act of affection and love towards God. These scriptural perspectives indicate that worship is a holistic, life-giving response to God's presence and action. It is both individual and corporate, as believers gather to express their adoration and surrender to God collectively. To live out worship, as defined by Romans chapter 12, verse 1, is to acknowledge every moment and every action as an opportunity to glorify God, making one's entire life a testament to His worthiness. In essence, worship is the heart's response to the totality of who God is, His attributes, His works, His word, and His ways. When we understand worship as such, it changes our perspective on daily life, inviting us to find opportunities for worship in our routines, interactions, and even our hardships, much like Jesus did in the garden. It becomes less about a singular focus on ritual or ceremony and more about the continuous posture of our hearts toward God. Worship isn't only about lifting your voice in song, it's also about lifting your life. Let's unpack these different forms of worship and what they might mean for us personally. Chatting with God, or in other words, prayer. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, we're encouraged to talk to God about everything. This isn't about fancy words, it's an open conversation. Share what's on your mind, say thanks for the good stuff, and ask for what you need. But let's reflect, are your conversations with God feeling a bit repetitive? Perhaps it's time to freshen up your prayer life and engage with God on a deeper, more personal level. Helping others are acts of service. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24 challenges us to put our heart into everything we do as if we're doing it directly for God. When you help someone, is it for recognition or simply to do good? Genuine service is about giving without expecting applause, doing kind deeds for the sheer joy of it as if each act is a gift to God. Being generous or giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 encourages us to give freely and happily. Reflect on your own giving. Does it feel like an obligation or a joy? It's not about the amount we give, but the joy with which we offer it. Telling your story or sharing your testimony. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 talks about overcoming evil by sharing how Jesus has worked in our lives. When was the last time you shared your faith journey with someone? It might feel daunting, but your story could inspire someone else or even change their life living differently, or consecrated living. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2 urges us not to just go with the flow, but to live in a way that reflects God's transformative power in us. 
Do your life choices mirror the crowd or do they stand out as God-inspired? By choosing to live according to God's design, our lives can become a powerful expression of His love and truth. Take a moment to think about where you're at with these aspects of worship. Remember, worship is not limited to song or church services. It's about how we choose to live every single day. And if you're feeling like you're in a rut, know that God is always there, ready to guide you into a richer, more fulfilling worship experience. The motive of worship. More important than the expression of worship is the motivation behind it. God wants worship from the heart, not just outward show. As Christ said in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. We best worship when approaching God with humility, joy, awe, and gratitude for his grace. In simple words, let's think about worship in a way that's a bit more down to earth. When Jesus talks about worship in John chapter 4, verse 24, it's like he's giving us the inside scoop on how to really connect with God. Picture God not as some distant figure, but as the spirit behind everything, the life in your life, the depth behind the day to day. When Jesus says to worship in the spirit, it's like he's inviting us to find a connection with God that goes beyond just the physical stuff we do. It's about tapping into that deeper current that's already flowing inside of you. And when he says to do it in truth, he's telling us to cut the pretense. It's about being as real with God as you are when no one's looking. It's honest, it's sometimes messy, and it's absolutely genuine. It's like how you talk to a friend who knows you inside out. No need to hide anything. Now let's get personal for a moment. Think about how you act when you're in worship mode. Are you just going through the motions, doing what you think you're supposed to do? Or are you really in it, filling every word you sing, every prayer you whisper as something that echoes from your soul? Jesus is challenging us to drop the act. He's looking for worshipers who are all about that authentic connection, not just on Sundays or in a church building, but every day in every way. It's about living out that truth and spirit in the small acts of kindness, in the quiet moments of reflection, in the everyday choices we make. That's the real worship he's after, the kind that's woven into the fabric of our lives. The importance of daily worship. Participating in church services is important, but so is making worship a regular part of your day-to-day -day life. Let's talk about how you can do this, building on what we've already covered. Prayer should feel like a natural back-and-forth conversation with God. Think about including God in all parts of your day, not just when things are rough, but to share your everyday moments and feelings too. It's about making God a part of your daily life. When you help others, do it as if you're doing it for God himself. This mindset can turn any kind act into a special moment between you and God. It's easy to get self-absorbed with our busy schedules, but if we intentionally do things for others as if we're doing them for God, we're actually worshiping with our actions. Let's also talk about giving, not just money, but being generous in all aspects of life. Are you giving freely and joyfully, reflecting the generosity that God shows to us? Every act of giving is a form of worship that says thank you to God in a practical way. Sharing your story of faith can be a way to worship every day. Live in a way that your life story showcases God's work in you. Every time you talk about the good things God has done in your life, it honors Him and tells others about His role in your story. 
and consider how you live your daily life. Think about your choices and actions. Are they a reflection of your devotion to God? Your life can be a living expression of worship if you aim to include God in the little things. Imagine your life as a beautiful piece of art that you're creating for your Creator. Each small thing you do, every kind word, every bit of help, every shared moment of truth, adds a stroke to this masterpiece. Now take a moment to ask yourself, how can you make worship a part of your everyday routine? How can you show your love and honor to God in everything you do? It's about turning your whole life into a tribute to God that's genuine and heartfelt. Staying true in how we worship God is a must for an honest spiritual life. Hypocrisy in worship happens when we just pretend to be devoted, doing all the religious stuff without really believing or being committed. It's like acting out a part of being close to God while not really meaning it. The Bible hits this issue head on. Here's what Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13 is getting at. God says, these folks talk a good game about being close to me. They say all the right religious things, but their hearts just aren't in it. They are following a bunch of human-made rules instead of truly connecting with me. Let's break that down. God is saying that it's not enough to just talk like you love and honor Him. Worship isn't just about saying beautifully written prayers or singing songs. It's about where your heart is at when you do those things. When God points out, but their hearts are far from me, He's making it clear that He's not interested in how well we follow a set of religious guidelines. What He really wants is our hearts to be aligned with His will and character. If our hearts aren't really into it, we're not truly connected with Him. And when God mentions merely human rules they have been taught, He's highlighting that going through the motions based on tradition or what we've been told by others isn't good enough. Real worship comes from our own belief and personal connection to God, not from just doing what we've been taught. So what we need to do to avoid being hypocrites in our worship is to get real with God. We should be looking for a genuine experience that changes how we act from the inside out. When we ask the Holy Spirit to give us real excitement and honesty in our relationship with God, we're looking for the kind of worship that is true, that matches what we do with what we feel inside. As we wrap up, Let's aim for a life where worship isn't just one thing we do, but it's the main thing that influences everything we do. Imagine your entire life being a big thank you to God, using your mind to think about what pleases Him, letting your heart feel love and gratitude, and using your hands to do things that honor Him. Think about when you were a kid and you saw everything with awe and excitement. That's the feeling to chase after when you think about God and His love for us, especially as you read the Bible and discover more about Him. So here's what I hope for us, that every time we spend time with God, it's like our hearts just can't hold all the love we feel because of what Jesus did for us. And that this love isn't just something we talk about, but something that shows in our actions. Now, what does this look like in your day-to-day -day life? It's about making your whole life a sign of your love for God. Whether you're at work, hanging out with friends, or even doing chores, do it all in a way that says thank you to God. Each kind word, every bit of help you offer, every good choice you make can be your way of worshiping Him. Let's not just keep this idea in our heads. Let's really do it. Let's be the kind of people whose lives are so full of God's love that it spills over into everything we do. We're not just living for ourselves. We're living for the incredible God who created us, saved us, and keeps us going every day. Let every day be an act of worship, like a beautiful song or a piece of art, but it's your life 
and it's all for God. I really hope this episode has opened your eyes and maybe even sparked a change in how you think about worship. It's my prayer that you're feeling motivated to either jump back into worship or to start making it a regular part of your life. We'd love to hear from you about your journey and see if there's more we can do to support you as you grow closer to God. And if you found value in what you've heard today, please consider leaving a review. Your feedback means a lot, not because we're looking for applause, but because we genuinely want to know that you're finding direction and encouragement to connect deeply with God. That's the whole reason behind the God Chaser podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're sending blessings your way for the week ahead and a gentle reminder. Keep seeking God with all your heart. Stay tuned and stay blessed. This episode of the God Chaser podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God Chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit godchaser.faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to godchaser.faith now and start wearing your faith boldly. May you not just chase God, but find Him in the blessings, big and small, that He has in store for you. And there we have it, folks. Another episode of God Chaser wrapped up. We hope you've been blessed by today's discussion, and we look forward to diving into more life-transforming topics with you in the future. Stay blessed and keep chasing after God.